Hello beautiful humans, this is Alicia from Ethical Wellness Programs and you are listening to the Heal in Motherhood podcast, the show that combines the science of the mind-body connection and trauma research along with spiritual teachings and practical tools to help women heal their lives from the inside out and reclaim their inner goddess while showing up as the person, parent and partner they came here to be. If you like what you hear on today's show, please don't forget to leave us a review on the iTunes podcast app so that we can grow our community and impact as many women's lives as possible. Hello and welcome everybody. I am excited to bring this episode to you today. As always, I'm always excited to come on the podcast and have a little yarn, especially when I bring other people on because it's more fun than me just chatting. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we've got Jen on the podcast today and she's a busy mom of two children and two toddlers and she's a holistic exercise and nutrition coach for mums and she helps women prioritize themselves in one of the most tiring yet beautiful stages of their life so that they can be their absolute best to raise our future generations and her background has always been in health and fitness and working with busy mums in the corporate world and but More recently, she's fallen in love with helping mums like herself who have found it hard to prioritize themselves in the crazy mist of motherhood. And Jen very much helps women from conception, pregnancy, postpartum and beyond with exercise and nutrition. And it's also well documented that in the first thousand days of a baby's life, That's when the support is most needed and it's been linked to positive health outcomes for the rest of the child's life. And this is also why Jen has created her online program, um, which is called Baby's Introduction to Solids and the First Thousand Days. So welcome. Welcome, Jen. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Thank you you for having me. Very exciting to be here. Yeah, cool. Is there anything you want to add to that? Do you want to tell them a little bit more about yourself and what inspired you to kind of create this awesome program for beautiful women? Yeah, I guess like most mums, things change. Once you have kids, your perspective. I've always had a keen interest in health and well-being. I guess pre-baby, quite a lot about being lean and toned and all these things pre-baby. But then once you have the kids, Obviously, that's still something that I work towards and would like to achieve. But there's, yeah, a lot more purpose behind my goals. And I know when I work with my clients, it's the same for them. Um, we want to be mentally strong, physically strong, um, be able to handle, you know, the tired times as well as the good energy times. And just for me, it's about being positive for my kids and being able to teach them positive things. Mm. From here and obviously exercise and nutrition helps me facilitate that for them as well so that's what I love and what I've studied and that's what I aim to help other women with as well. Yeah awesome I love that that's beautiful and in your introduction you did mention that you know in the past that you found it maybe a bit difficult to prioritize yourself yeah even though coming from this health and nutrition background and knowing all the things of what to do 
that we still find it difficult to do those things, right? Yeah, yeah. I think um, that was a bit of a shock for me for sure. Like with my first son, like it, I, I feel like I was able to get back to me. Like I think some people have that transition or that sort of change um, with their first, but it, I felt like I was able to get back. I was doing a corporate job as well as running my at the time PT business part-time and I had him I don't really know how I did that but I I did (laughs) but then when second bub came along I could barely get out of the house like you know Mm. and go for a walk come back and that's it and really pulling myself out of that to be able and we were in lockdown and all those things like to do some exercise which you know I used to train four or five times a week like that was just who I was it was part of my identity and then not Having that, yeah, it just really rocked me. And, um, yeah, I'm t- nearly two years postpartum with my second, so I'm definitely coming out of that phase. She's sleeping through, which is a game changer for our mental health, mm. our clarity and our motherhood experience, right? So I can definitely feel shifts. The kids are in care three days a week. I have a bit more balance. And I just think you learn along the way how to prioritise yourself and what works for you because it's different for everyone right and it's not just about the exercise not just about eating well it's just so much more than that for sure yeah definitely and I totally resonate with your story there what you're saying about having the first child um I was used to say about then having the second child I was like oh that's when my real motherhood journey began and not to discredit, you know, people with one child, yeah. I can also see the challenges in that as well. Yeah, yeah. But my first child was very easy as well. So she was really easy. She slept and, you know, she come along to all the things. And I was still teaching yoga at the time. So I was out in the evenings and teaching yoga and my body bounced back a little bit easier. And just the whole routine of life, I still really yearned for that old me and that going back to my old self and being yeah. who I want to be. Yeah. And then I had my second and I was like, right, this now I'm in it. This is like I am being a mum now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is beautiful and hard at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like really for me it was a bigger transition of like, all right, this is yeah fully embracing the motherhood role instead of kind of doing that whole yearning for the old life it was like a complete yeah. transition into a whole new life <laughs> yep for sure. for sure yeah yeah awesome so did you want to talk to us a little bit more about your program and what you've created and why it's come around yeah for sure at the end of my pregnancy with my second child, I thought it would be a good idea. Oh, yeah, I'll go on mat leave and I'll study. Yeah, that will be. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously that was a lot. That was in my head about what was going to happen, but we had lockdowns and that became quite a challenge. But anyway, I knew that I wanted to work in this space with mums. And I was one of those mums that wasn't really into kids before I fell pregnant and then I fell pregnant and fell in love with everything pregnancy birth postpartum and motherhood Mm -hmm. and yeah I guess I studied so I'm also a nutrition consultant for pregnancy postpartum and babies and learning about the 
baby's journey of the first thousand days. So from conception all the way to two years and not only through studying, but also through having my own kids Mm. and how that can impact them in such a positive way was just, I was drawn to. And that's, I guess, my calling, if you want to call it that. Mm. So it is a space, especially that baby nutrition space that is super confusing as is any choice that you make in my sister who just had a baby and three months first born and she's like, oh, I'm thinking of going to Nagala. And there's for everything like, you know, co-sleeping is, is the best way to do it. One person will tell you that, you know, sleep training is the best way to do it. But yeah, I guess I wanted to bring something that helps new mums and second time mums and multiple mums. Mm to have something to follow because it can be hard when you're not sleeping and there's all this information, cross-information about what to do, what to not do, and I wanted to make it in a simple format. I wanted mums to come together to connect with other mums and give them the most up-to-date and evidence-based information over the course of a short six-week period. Yeah. Mm. So I guess within that, Relating back to the first thousand days, introduction to solid is super important. Babies are still developing their digestive system, their immune system, their nervous system. That's all still developing. We have such an opportunity to impact that positively. And as you mentioned, that will help impact their health positively for the rest of their life. Yeah, which is super cool, right? Super cool. So, yeah, I guess a little bit more on the courses all the way from understanding the the signs of developmental readiness mm. through what foods do we serve baby baby land pureed foods um understanding food sensitivities versus allergies versus intolerances and how to manage that as well as understanding uh, how the nervous system mm. uh, digestive system and immune system play a big part in that and how can we can we support these babies especially through that six to 12 month window where we have a window of opportunity to to help them develop and grow yeah it's just all the things that I love to talk about (laughs) yeah that's it awesome and all the things that are super important that we don't really understand and talk about because you know when you're maybe following a mummy blogger on Instagram or, you know, an influencer or you're following someone maybe for tips on what recipes to give your child or whatever it is. It's great to have that. And like you said, keeping it simple and easy and having a format. But also I really think what's important is understanding the why and why we're doing it this way and why it is important. And like you said, having that evidence there to support what you're actually offering as well. Um, But I feel like understanding our nervous system and our immune system and our gut health is not just beneficial for the children. It's also probably going to be beneficial for the mothers as well. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but even what we eat in pregnancy can help or hinder how the baby's microbiome is affected, even when 
they're inside the womb with us, right? So that's why as well, you know, the importance of when mothers are breastfeeding and what they're eating and we're so interconnected that having this information, I feel, will really help mums make clear decisions and have that discernment because like you said there's so much information out there it can feel overwhelming and then you end up doing none of it because you just feel too overwhelmed because you're too tired and exhausted and you're just trying to survive and none of them really work because you haven't really had an opportunity Mm. to yeah be consistent and and really see the results from it as well Yes, everything that I talk about in the nutrition for babies is exactly applies for us. And it's a great opportunity. That's, again, one of the things that I love about baby nutrition. It's an opportunity as a family to reset, you know, shared family meals. If we weren't doing that, that's an opportunity to reset and connect. Something that we talk about around uh, week five is around lowering toxicity. And that's something that helps our nervous system And again, that applies to us. And some mums have may have already experienced that, like you said, through the fertility journey, through their pregnancy journey. Again, it's a beautiful opportunity to reset and yeah, I guess make decisions with information and empowered decisions on how you want to support and look after your baby. But I guess if we talk about baby's nervous system specifically, we could talk about lowering toxicity and the concept, again, for us as well as baby, is the bucket concept or the bucket theory. And if, again, we can relate that to things like we know food sensitivities and allergies, they're on the rise, but why are they on Mm. the rise? You know, eczema and triggers are cumulative and can involve more than just food you know food is obviously a big part but if the body is well supported then it may be able to handle triggers better or less likely to have extreme reactions additional stresses in the baby's life besides whatever it is they're eating that's causing them an issue each individual may have like a different threshold one baby would have a different threshold I'd have a different threshold what fills up a bucket for a baby or for a person, even an adult, is things like not getting enough sleep. So I know sleep's a big controversial topic for Mm. mums, whether you sleep with the baby or whether you have the training or what have you, but not getting enough sleep, I think we can all agree, impacts us from our health, yeah. Being stressed, sleep and stress, I guess, act as the same thing in our nervous system. So whether we're not getting enough sleep or whether we're highly stressed, we need to still work on ways on reducing that nervous system. Inflammatory foods, obviously. So for an adult, alcohol, seed oils, sometimes people for dairy can be inflammatory in their gut. Sugar, obviously, we know exposure to toxins, whether that's environmental, whether that's in the household. Uh, Antibiotics, if we're not exposed to nature, that also fills up our stress bucket not being exposed to fresh air, that also adds to our load as well, not moving our body enough. On the opposite for, say, a mum, if we're exercising too much, that can add too much stress and cortisol to our bodies as well. Mm. I know for one, not having enough fun or enjoyment, especially through that lockdown period, I'd had my 
second and I was just all about the babies and I would just go, I just completely forgot about doing anything for me, yeah, you know. Yeah. I work on pulling myself out of that at one point. Um, and, you know, for adults, again, ca- over-caffeinating, alcohol, cigarettes, drugs, we know. Yeah. Like that, sort of things that can overload our system. Yeah. 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 And I think what you said there that really stood out to me was the remembering to sort of do something fun or joyful or playful. And you can do that with the kids as well, but remembering to, you know, actually enjoy and sit and, you know, delight in them playing or start a gratitude list or do something that can slow your life down. I feel like one of the biggest stresses for mums other than sleep is this multitasking and it's such a lie (laughs) no one is meant to be multitasking and that really overwhelms our nervous system right and we're trying to do too many things at once and I've stopped doing it now but I used to listen to like a podcast when I'd be cleaning or you know I'd try and listen to something quite educational when I'm doing the washing or the cleaning or whatever and I found that that was making me really stressed out because I was trying to listen to this. I was trying to do the cleaning and then the kids are coming in and throwing all the clothes that you've just folded up all over the bed. <laughs> and it was like, oh, I'm trying to, you know. You yeah, funny. Stress. I totally I, I hate multitasking. I do it. But I like to do one thing at a time. Like, Yeah. I think if you can. I would love to. Yeah. 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 And I think as well, that kind of goes back to, you know, learning from our kids, right? Because they do things at a much slower pace than we do. And, you know, this is an opportunity for us to actually slow down and meet them where they're at. And like you say, with the meals, it's an opportunity for us to reset and re-examine like what are we doing here? What's working? What's yeah. not working? And what works as a family, not just for me. Yeah. For you going to a million appointments and going to every yoga class and every Pilates session might have worked for you pre-kids, but yeah. is that working yeah. for you now post-kids? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. 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 It's like that whole identity shift. For sure. And I just think even just taking it really back to basics is like, you know, playing in the garden and getting your fingernails dirty just like the kids are getting there. And, you know, it doesn't just have to be about food or exercise, you know, it's just mm. creating 10, 15 minutes of simpleness, definitely simpleness that brings, that grounds us. Like that's yeah. Enjoying life. yeah. Nervous system, energy all that sort of stuff is just so, yeah, allows us to take a breath, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So within your program, what is in there? Do you, like, create recipes? Have you got recipes in there? Have you got workout, like, programs in there? What's kind of on the inside? Yeah. Well, this specific program, uh, Baby's Introduction to Solids, focus, I guess, for mums who have babies from four months all the way to 12 months 
um, helping them to understand when is the right time for their baby to start solids. Again, that's mm. probably one of my first confusing things that I see out there from a maternal health, from doctors, paediatricians, all giving different advice. I work with mums and provide them the evidence behind starting around about the six-month mark, but once baby is um, meeting all four signs of developmental readiness, right. so they're able to sit up have enough core strength, they're interested, they're engaged, they've lost the tongue reflex, thrust reflex, sorry, the tongue. Uh, so from there they're not spitting the food out and they may or may not be starting to develop the pincer grip. But right. they're the things that are going to tell you that the baby is ready. We want to give them enough time to develop something like their core strength so they have enough time to and they're ready to be able to handle food from a microbiome perspective. They're able to assimilate foods. And I know for me, I haven't done that perfectly with my kids, especially with my first. I was mm. super keen, very interested in nutrition, like wanted, he was showing signs that he was ready. They gave him food and then obviously he got constipated in that first couple of weeks. So would that be one of the signs that baby's not ready if they're experiencing constipation? Yes, that could be. Um, I do encourage mums as much as possible, and especially if baby is showing signs that they're eager to just wait till that's kind of six-month mark. Mm. I think you can do things like um, give them a character to hold and play with and have them in the high chair with the family to include them or celery or some mumsicles are great ideas to freeze some milk and have for them to play with and experience as well. So yeah. you're just time a little bit more time um constipation is a topic that we talk about a full topic for it's one of my favorite as well is how to uh, identify constipation and then how to treat it from a natural way because we want to understand constipation what is the root cause as well yeah so being able to help support mums with that um yeah, so it's a six weeks course. Like I mentioned, there's lowering toxicity in nervous system. We talk about sensitivities, allergies, ways to introduce them and what that looks like. Um, and then at the end, we do have a recap and food demonstration as well. I do provide recipes, but I guess that's not the essence of the whole program. Mm. What I'm looking to do, and hopefully it does land with their, all, all the mums out there is to help mums feel confident have some fun in the kitchen with their kids and yes reconnect and create these beautiful lifestyles around connecting with the family or creating that time out in nature for them the babies for everyone yeah awesome I love that it's yeah it's super important I think and like you said it's more than just the recipes right you can get those on the internet wherever it's a lot yeah. deeper than talking about that it's really understanding the why and then giving the mums the tools yeah what you said before is that empowerment because like you mentioned before there is so much information out there and I think if you can just have those pillars and those yeah. facts then you can tailor it to whatever you think and feel you know you can make better decisions based on the information that you've received right yeah, and I think, you know, for me, I'm someone who's studied this and engrossed in it and I'm mm. still 
100%, right? There's no such thing as perfectionism in motherhood or in... <laughs> in life. <laughs> yeah, really one thing that I've learned as a mum. But, um, yeah, so it's like that's okay. As part of the program, you're in a community with other mums. There's a WhatsApp group, can ask questions, post pictures. It's, yeah, beautiful. It's really lovely, yeah. Awesome. I love it. Well, we're going to wrap up. Thank you for coming on today and having a chat about your program because I feel like it's really important to support mums in every way that we possibly can to help this journey become as easeful and as joyful as possible because, like you said, we can get stuck in that mess and just trying to get through the day. Um, So these programs are super important. Um, my last question is, what has been one of the greatest lessons that you've learned either from motherhood or your children? Yes, um, two things. And, yeah, I guess for myself is, yes, to continue to invest time into myself because I come mm. out the other end as a better, stronger person for myself but obviously for my kids. Mm. That is another why that drives me and that drives everything I do with trying to help mums as well but yeah I guess the other thing has been yeah around there's no such thing as perfectionism Mm. in kids in terms of having the house doing things it's for me at this stage it's all one big mess but (laughs) um, as I continue to make more time for myself it gets I don't know if the word's easier, but I I feel more fulfillment from it and I feel I'm making progress that's what it is progress over perfection for sure ah I love that always yeah yeah progress over perfection that's a great message I love that because it's so important and if there's any mums out there that are feeling the strain just take a moment to see you know where am I trying to be perfect where am I putting such a high expectation on myself that is unrealistic or on my kids that's unrealistic because I didn't think I was a perfectionist until I became a mum and then once I learned about perfectionism I was like if you'd have said oh you're a perfectionist I'd be like no and then once I started to learn about it and then I started to notice it in my own life I was like holy hell I am so deep in perfectionism it's uncanny (laughs) I'm like oh my god I used to be that person that did all the food prep and had the food for ready for the week and I would love to be able to do that again but it's not that it's here there it's I've got some food and fridge sometimes I don't you know <laughs> that's how it is I love it I do it and I do the best I can but that that's that's the best I can do some weeks yeah oh yeah, yeah. good enough parenting we're advocating for on uh, this show <laughs> we're not about being perfect Well, I think that's a great, beautiful way to finish up today. So thank you for coming on here and speaking with me today. Yeah, and you're doing beautiful things for mums as well. So thank you so much for having me. And, yeah, love to chat to you again soon. All right, awesome. So just letting everybody know, I do have my, it might be out already by the time we're listening to this. Um, So I do have my book coming out which is how to stop losing it with your kids 
Um, if you're feeling the strain and you feel like you're constantly reacting instead of responding to your child's behaviors and you'd like to be more peaceful in your parenting, then click the link in the show notes and grab the ebook. And we'll also have all of Jen's um, information in the show notes as well. So see you all next week. Namaste. Namaste.